Hey guys, welcome to the number 180 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Sorry, uh, this episode is going to be short, but sorry my voice does sound weird. I am a little bit under the weather, so I have a little bit of sniffles, but why would that stop us from creating high-quality content on this podcast? Uh, I mentioned that the Wizards are going to meet with some studs, <laughs> some more studs after Johnny Davis, after Tari Sit, after RJ Cole, after Colin Gillespie, after Kofi Cockburn. Well, we need to get some okay players on the pre-draft. I said we as the Wizards for their pre-draft workouts. They got some studs. Ty Ty Washington, Oche Ashbaji, Thysa Daniels, Jaden Hardy, Margin B. Young Champ. And also, while we're breaking down all these point guards, why not break down Kennedy Chandler as well, who's one of the top point guards in this year's draft? We're going to break down all these guys. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, and view. Sorry for the lack of episodes <coughs> Excuse me, on the Cool Sports Network. I just have been doing with some stuff right now, as you could probably expect, being a little under the weather. So that is why for the lack, that is why there have been some lack of episodes. But that's going to do it right now. Because, you know, it's, good, it's, it's around that time, right? A little under... About one and a half weeks until the big day, the NBA draft. And um, the NBA draft is always so much fun, right? We did a lot of coverage for it last year, but we need to break down some of the players that the Wizards can truly draft, right? Man, I'm going to start off with Ty Ty Washington. He's a guard from Kentucky. Um, I mean, before we even get into him, just imagine how this should sound. Washington, James Arden, step back, swish. Washington has another one for Washington. Like, come on. That would sound perfect. Washington, all Washington. Okay, I think that sounds cool. But uh, you know what also sounds cool? His numbers. 13 and a half points, uh, three and a half rebounds, four assists, about one and a half steals. Good player also shot 35% from three. Um. Despite only averaging four assists, he definitely has playmaking ability. Let me say that. I just don't think he gets to show it a lot because uh, I, I just think about how Shaden Sharp, if he played for Kentucky, they would have 1,000% won the national championship. They were already a two seed this year. Now, they did choke it in the NCAA tournament, but they wouldn't have a Sharp. They probably would have been a one seed, so they definitely weren't going to lose to a 16 seed. And they would have gone far in the tournament. I would expect them to win the tournament, right? Instead, Sharp uh, played for the U Play Canada Grassroots League. We are going to be breaking down him on the Cool Sports Network for NBA Mock Draft uh, the day. I think it's going to be the day before the draft. But uh, he Washington. I know it sounds weird to say Washington. Washington is a really talented player. Like, let me just get that straight right now. He's a very talented player. But as I said, he has playmaking potential. But he's just a scorer. Like, deep down, that is his skill. It's scoring and really not not much else. So, um, he has potential. Um, I think he's going to probably land. I think it would be a reach for the Wizards to take him at 13. I think he'd probably land around 15 to 18 would be his range right now. I know he's been, he's been kind of staying the same, right? Some mocks he's gone up to, like, number 10. Some mocks he stayed around 21. But they're around that range. Like we have some players that have gone from, like, 20 number 20 picked like inside the top 10 but uh he's been really consistent around like that 15 18 range and uh yeah he's a talented player i just think it would be a little bit of a reach 
for the Wizards to take him at number 10. And I will, we will break down options in future episodes if the Wizards did want to trade down to get someone like Tata Washington. But we talked about how Kentucky would have won the national championship. Who won the national championship, Chase, though, now that Chin Sharp didn't play for Kentucky? It was the Kansas Jayhawks. He did a little big reason why. Oche Ajbaji, he met with the Wizards and... Early on, I'm talking like even before the season ended for the Wizards. Like I'm talking February, March. Most people were saying Ajbaji was going to land at number 10 for the Wizards or whatever range they were around then. Maybe it was like 13 to 10, around that range. They said he would land around there. And Mokesbox now has him 15, 16, 17. I think I saw one to see him in, not seeing him in number 19. Uh, she's around that range. I do think it would be a little bit of a stretch. Uh, for the Wizards to draft him at number 10. But he's a good player. 19 points a game, 5 rebounds, about 1.5 assists. He's an okay defender. That's not really his main skill. His main skill is scoring and catch and, catch and shoot. He shot 41% for the three-point line. Mwah, right? Unbelievable. But I just don't think – I don't think he's who the Wizards need right now. Like, a player like him, someone that can score the ball and shoot the ball really well, that would be someone – the Wizards would take in, like, the second round, right? Like, that kind of style. Ajbaji is not a second-round talent, but that kind of player is someone who the Wizards would take in the second round, like that kind of play style. And Ajbaji isn't involved in the second round. He's going to get probably be a lot, possibly be a, possibly, possibly be a lottery pick. So, uh, he has a lot of talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Both players are solid. Like Washington is not good at defense. Ashbaji is okay. All right, not really um, great defenders. And not, uh, there's only a couple. There's only one player. We're going to get into him in a second that's truly really good on the defensive side of the ball. And that is Kennedy Chandler. And, right, let me just start with the steal numbers. To average two steals a game, right, was the sixth best high school recruit going into the year in one year as a freshman, right? Ashbaji, someone that developed Ty Ty Washington as well, just kind of came in and did it all uh, from the start. Uh, Ashbaji, it took him a little bit of time to develop. That is another thing, though, that makes Ashbaji so good is that he, conti- he continued to progress every single season that he was at Kansas to eventually he was the key guy on a national championship team. As for these other guys, you've just seen one season of them, so you don't know if they're – trending to progress or regress, right? That That's really the key thing. But when you look at someone like Kennedy Chandler, 14 points, five assists, three rebounds, two steals, 38% three-point shooting. Again, really, really good perimeter defender. He could do it all. Now, folks draw, most mock drafts, mocks, have him, but like highest is like 15 and as low as like 25. So he would be a clear, it would be a really big reach just because he has a lot of raw talent. He is a good defender, but he needs to show that he's able to do a lot of these skills more consistently, right? I think that's also a key thing for him. And I think his game also doesn't translate. Like, the way he drives to the paint, not really a good driver, in my opinion. I think just, like, his some of his skills, or I'll say his weaknesses, don't match up with some skills he needs in the NBA. So that's why he, he falls down a lot of mocks, like, when I told you his numbers and I told you how good he was on both sides of the ball, you're like, geez, why isn't this guy being drafted top 10? Why is he top 10 on box? It's because of that. It's because parts of his game, parts, some weaknesses he has, and driving to the paint, um, they, they're, they're things that you need, honestly. There's things that point 
that point guards need, especially when you're driving to the paint, able to kick it out to the baseline, just throw up a lob. That That's like a key point guard skill. He's still learning that skill. So that's why a lot of teams would reach on him to take him in the draft. But, again, he's a really talented player. Again, the Wizards would have to trade down to get him, which he's someone that would take his unit developer. I'm not saying you put him in the G League or anything. I'm saying give him some bench minutes to start off. And that's not what the Wizards need right now, right? Ty Ty would go from probably the starting to the bench and like a normal t- a team that's a normal point guard. Like the sad thing about the Wizards is they need a point guard. I saw a list. They said 30 NBA point guards, and they had one, I think, from every team but the Wizards, I, I think. From every team but the Wizards. And and it, it disappointed me, you know, that we, that we don't have a point guard. So uh, Ty Ty Washington Kennedy Chandler wouldn't be point guards right now. Right, we're going to get into someone to end the episode that he, he would be in point guard right now. But, uh, yeah, he's just a really, uh, really talented player, that guy. But so is Kennedy Chandler, right? But I think the Wizards have to trade down to get someone like him. So, next player is Jaden Hardy. Played in the G League. Uh, only one year of G League experience. Averaged 18 points a game. Five rebounds. Three assists. About one and a half steals. No one, let me just say, there's no one just efficient in the G League, it seems like. Like, I know there could be some great players in the G League that are actually really efficient. It seems that no one's just efficient in the G League. Well, it's, it's also because a lot of the players in the G League have already played in the NBA. Like, Greg Monroe has been, has has had quality minutes in playoff games before. Like, I was just recently re-watching the 76ers-Raptors game in the playoffs where Kawhi Leonard's game-winning shot bounced on the rim like 1,700 times. And Greg Monroe was getting some key minutes. Like, and he's in the G League now. So, like, there's some real talented players in the G League, some grown men that already have experience, and some of these guys don't. So, not a lot of G League players are going to shoot efficient. The reason why I'm saying this is because he only shot 27% from three and 35% from the field. I'm not saying people shoot that bad, like 35% from the field. So, yeah, he is a little inefficient, very inconsistent. But I think his main potential is scoring. Reminds me a lot of Bradley Beal. A lot of people compare him to Bradley Beal. Like, I was just reading an article. It may have been Yahoo Sports. I forget. And they said that Jaden Hardy, whenever they talk to people, gets so many Bradley Beal comparisons. Except, I think he's too much scoring. Like, Beal has a little bit of facilitating. This guy's, it's all scoring. Like, nothing else. Just score the ball. If not, you're of a weak asset. You know, not a great defender. Definitely not someone the Wizards would take at number 10. He's, like, a guy that in my mock drafts, I have late first round, early second round. Most mock drafts have him, like, around the same late. Late first round, early second round. So he would be someone I couldn't see him falling to number 54 for the Wizards second round pick, but not, not even close to number 10 pick. He would just kind of be a guy in the middle. So I'm not 100% sure why the Wizards met with him unless they're really going to trade their second round pick up to get him. Um, but he's just a, would be a guy score off the bench. You'd probably give him another time in the G League um, to develop. But he's just one of those players, if you can't give you scoring, can't give you anything else. And he's inconsistent as well. So. It's not that I'm not high on it. It's just he has a lot to improve on, right? Definitely a late first round or a second round guy, like I did mention. Marjorie Biachip is actually one of my favorite prospects that could be drafted in, like, the 20s. I just did. By the way, I want to let you know my NBA mock draft is finished, right? Like, literally right now, I could pull up my NBA mock draft. I'm not ready to record the episode and do it to make you guys wait it out. But um, but I'm ready to record. I, I mean, I'm, I have my picks ready. And uh, Marjorie Biachip. I'm pretty sure is in my draft. I don't want to spoil much, but he is in my first round. And it's because of his overall ability. 15 points, uh, 7 rebounds, about 7.5 rebounds, about 2.5 assists, 
uh, one and a half steals. Again, don't even look at the actually his field goal efficiency is really good. Three point efficiency not so much, but he's not really much of a three point shooter. He can be useful off ball. Very good driver now. I mentioned Kennedy Chandler has some struggles driving to the paint. This guy does not have struggles driving to the paint. That that's his key. Really good for the mid range as well, and a really good in the paint. And it just has a lot of ability now. The Wizards, the Wizards also got to think about Bradley Beal is a guy who needs the ball so much. Like he's not like a Draymond Green kind of superstar or star, where they use him a lot off ball, and then when they need him, they'll use him, right? And he still ranks like all NBA type player. No, 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 no. Like Bradley Beal needs the ball in his hands, so they don't need to get a guy that's averaging like ten assists a game, like, right? Like eight assists a game. But they could need someone who could do a combination of play off ball and also be having have the playmaking ability that a point guard usually has. And uh Mia Champ is also is decent on defense, but I don't think the Wizards really care about that. And I think they're gonna get the defensive versatility from the forwards that they get. Kispert's developing, Avdia's developing on defense. Uh KCP's a great defender as long as the Wizards keep it for now. Right? They have some uh, really good defenders that are developing. I wouldn't be upset with Jonathan. Actually, I don't think the Wizards are going to trade for Jonathan Isaac, nor I don't think should they. I was thinking about it for a second. Contract too large, injury problems. That's a different story to get into. But the Wizards don't need a lot of defense with their point guard. They need someone that could be useful off-ball, that could score the ball, drive to the paint, and have the playmaking abilities that someone needs. Who does that sound like? Is there someone in this draft? Does it sound like Lonzo Ball? Maybe. Also, maybe a little bit of shooting. Maybe it sounds like Lonzo. No, it sounds like Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels. I mentioned the Wizards are going to meet with him. This guy has rose up draft boards significantly. He was someone that would be drafted around like the 15, 18 range to all the way in the top 10. And I was pretty high on him from the start. 11 points, 6 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 2 steals with the G League Ignite. Um... You know, 45% for the field. I think he's a decent three-point shooter once he will get the keys um, in the NBA. Again, not a lot of G League guys, 18-year-olds, right, 19. I actually don't know his exact age. Uh, that, that's something we'll have to figure out. But, uh, you know, I, I know he's 19, 19 years old. And uh, not a lot of 18, 19-year-olds come in against, like, grown 30-year-old men and are like, yeah, I'm going to shoot 35. Like, I'm going to shoot 37% from the da-da-da-da-da. Like, you know, it takes him a little while. But I think once he comes to the NBA, he will develop his shooting, his passing, right? Four and a half assists, I think it's good. Now, he's, I bet you Washington has skills but doesn't use them a lot. Dyson Daniels not only uses his playmaking skills more, but they're better skills. And he may even be drafted before the Wizards can even get him. So the Wizards definitely wouldn't have to trade down. If the Wizards get him at number 10, I'd be doing backflips. I've never done a backflip, but I'd figure out how to do a backflip. I'd figure out how to do a handstand. Not that athletic, guys, but I'd figure out how to do these things. I'd be jumping up and down like a crazy person. People in uh, Los Angeles may be able to hear me, and I live in Connecticut. Uh, so that's how happy I would be if Dyson Daniels falls to us, even though it's not like he can't, right? Like, I think when you look, uh, the Pelicans, they don't need a point guard, right? I think the top six is obvious. The Trailblazers, they have Damian Lillard. No need for a point guard. The Pelicans, I mean, the Pelicans could possibly use a point guard, but it may also be a little bit of a reach with Benedict Matherin available. 
right, number nine is the San Antonio Spurs. Don't need a point guard. DeJounte Murray's developing, and they pretty sure they have another guard as well. And, all, and then all of a sudden, it's the Wizards at number 10. So you have a top seven, that's ob- top six, that's obvious. Seven that doesn't need. The only place I think he could go, uh, Dyson Daniels, is number eight. And the Pelicans don't draft him. He's going to fall to the Wizards. So I don't think it's that unrealistic. I would just be really happy for the Wizards to have him because he is a very, 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 very talented player. And I think... And he even mentioned this in his press conference. This is the main thing when I'm like, I need this guy to be a wizard. When he said, I could play all positions. First of all, that's that's one of the key things about him. Is he's like, I'm a point guard, but I can play shooting guard. I can play small forward. I can play power forward. He said, any, I don't think he said power forward. I think he said like small forward. Maybe he didn't say power forward. Forget at this point. He's very versatile. Um, and I think... With Daniels, the main thing that I heard from his uh, press conference after the pre-draft workout, he said he'd be willing to play off-ball and just play his role, which is what he needs, right? Some of these teams are going to need their point guard to come in and play an immediate role immediately, like a big role. The Wizards have talent, right? They got Porzingis. They even got Kuzma, right? KCP. They're not going to need him to play a huge, significant role. What they're going to need is for him to play his role. And not always have the ball because they also have Rodney Peel. And he said he'd be willing to play a lot of off-ball to whatever team he goes to and, and play his role. That's exactly what the Wizards would need him to do, right? He'd split bringing up the ball with Beal, right? He'd be perfect finding Gafford and Porzingis on those lobs. And he'd just be a great player. So I've, I want Dyson Daniels in Washington is what I mean. I don't care that Washington wouldn't be in Washington. Um... I want Dyson Daniels in Washington because he is he's something else. He's an unbelievable talent. I'm so happy that the Wizards had a chance to meet with him. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view, and I will see you guys next time. Peace!